0: Hello and welcome to episode 155 of Pop Culturally Deprived, where each week we watch a movie I've never seen before, which is most of them, and talk about the good, the bad, and the gloom. This week we're going to be talking about Night Watch on your Are Vampires Real podcast. <laughs> mandy k and you can find me on twitter at mandy k
1: and i'm matthew vose you can find me on twitter at matthew vose we're so boring with our twitter handles <laughs>
0: i don't know like it makes it easy to find it's just our it, name. it is
1: i kind of want to be i'm matthew vose i'm at the fabulous mr v
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh you know you can change your twitter handle
1: yeah but you know brand matthew and all of that Right, right, right. Hey, if you love comedy like this, if you love coming to listen to us, make sure you subscribe, make sure you tell a friend, make sure you we don't pay for advertising. I was thinking we should do more of this because we never, you know, we're always like, hey, possibly if you like us, just throw us a review or something. <laughs> Recommend us to people. That that should be the 2020 thing. We should ask people more because that, that is the way to get the word out. It's when you say, I know this really great podcast. It's about movies. It's random movies. There's always something you'll like. Mm-hmm. Go and listen to them talking about Russian sci-fi.
0: Absolutely, every single podcast I listen to in my podcast app is because somebody has recommended it to me. Yeah. So absolutely, if you like what we do, you like listening to us talk about movies and hear my utter shock at things that I haven't seen yet, tell somebody else to listen as well.
1: So this is Night Watch, notch noy dazor, the Russian Night Watch, because
0: one more time, how do you say that in Russian?
1: Notch noy dazor. All right. I don't know when, when I do Russian, I always have to go into that sort of grumbly gravelly. Kapla. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there were times it sounds so like Klingon, or Klingon sounds so like Russian. So fair enough, fair enough. But there's a Terry Pratchett book called Night Watch. There's the Sarah Waters book Night Watch. There are other films called Night Watch. Night Watch is a thing.
0: There's a Night Watch in Game of
1: Thrones. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I found lots of people talking about the. One of the episodes that I now cannot remember about a big fight with the Night watching and how it was filmed. <laughs> As I was trying to look up other stuff. Right. This is the Russian one.
0: This is the Russian yes. one, and Matthew, you have picked it because it's one of your favorite movies, and mm-hmm. is coming out on your birthday week.
1: Birthday Happy week.
0: Happy birthday, Matthew.
1: Thank you very much.
0: How old are you? Twenty-five now.
1: Basically. Basically. Basically, absolutely. I don't. I don't get asked for ID in in bars anymore. So, old oh. <laughs> whatever that means unless you put this filter on that we found you can turn on for the the webcam
0: exactly <laughs> touch up my appearance
1: yeah <laughs> sparkly soft skin um night watch so i yeah i absolutely picked this this is not even a hey mandy do you fancy doing this next this was something for me to say we are watching this how come you, you've never watched it i never heard of it like yeah.
0: I really say Russian movies are in my repertoire. <laughs> however you say that word. I I am this is my first Russian movie.
1: Yeah, it's one I tell a lot of people to watch. I have bought the book for a lot of people on on ebook and so on because it's just one of my favorites. I heard <laughs> about it. Say again? Sorry.
0: Is that how you found it? You read the book first, and then discovered- no. So
1: uh, it was when this film was coming out, when they were looking for a distributor, it started getting in the news as like Russia's answer to Lord of the Rings, Russia's answer to the Matrix, things that you know coming okay. to the 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 Western Hemisphere. Okay. Um. And so I was like, oh, that looks cool. And then watching trailers, going, okay, that looks very cool and very me. And then went and saw it, and then read the book, and then read the next book, and then read the next book, and then he released another one called the Last Watch. Oh, and then wow. he re- then he released another one called the New Watch, and then the sixth book is just called the Sixth Watch. I know it was the Last Watch two books two books ago. I'm going to give up with numbering them now, with naming them now.
0: How <laughs> about <like> the Watch? <laughs> yeah, basically. the Watch can. The Watch two.
1: Yeah. Hmm. <laughs>
0: okay i think that's funny because i i like that you found it because they featured it in the news there because i think that just shows an interesting difference america is so american centric that mm-hmm. i don't know that our news would have ever even well, picked up on it,
1: it like movie news because you know me i'll read movie websites and watch movie shows and so right, right. not like hi i'm Trevor mcdonald's this is the news at 10 <laughs> notch Noy is coming out in america and england <laughs> search should have picked up there no. <laughs> fair enough fair <laughs> enough
0: but still even and, and maybe this is just a failing on my part but i don't typically see foreign films talked about mm. in american movie news to be fair i don't watch a lot
1: of movie news but no yeah. but you've probably seen recent references to jojo rabbit and parasites portrait of a lady on fire that you will have just people talking about them in general. Okay. Um, I think it's it's really hard because international films, and it's it, it's really hard to even classify them, are so much easier to access now mm-hmm. through things like Netflix, through things like Amazon Prime Video. I mean, Amazon Prime is amazing. Just the way it suddenly goes, oh, we've got this film from Uganda now. And mm-hmm. you look at it, I'll be like, oh, yes, yes, indeed, you do have this film that cost $85 to make. <laughs> you can now watch and is now celebrated because it's available to film. Right. So it's a very cool thing. And, and, of course, going back to Parasite, you did see references to Parasite because of Bong joon um comments about subtitles. Oh,
0: yes. Well, I see. Okay, here's the mm. thing. I knew he made the comment about subtitles. I didn't actually know what movie he was uh, nominated and winning right. for.
1: I've That's my fault. Yet. I didn't yeah. actually dig. <laughs> parasite is being lauded as one of the greatest films. So I am very excited to see that.
0: Okay. What about Parasite? Don't know. And- don't
1: know. Don't know. I just know it's being told it's good and I don't look up stuff beforehand. Fair enough. And and this is a difference. Let's let's bring the topic back into nightwatch. This was a time when I was reading things like Ain't It Cool, that did reports and early leaked scripts on films and just trying to gather every bit of information I could about a film. Okay. Um, at some point, if we ever get around to Star Trek Nemesis and the fact I'd read the script beforehand oh, made, wow. the, made a not good film even worse because I was like, oh, this was so much better on my head.
0: <laughs> oh, no. So okay.
1: that was a, I'm going to stop doing that now. Right. Because I'm ruining films for myself.
0: Oh, okay. Mm. Interesting. Shall I tell everybody what it's about?
1: Yes, please do.
0: Okay, because I'm imagining most of our listeners probably have not heard of the movie as well. Um, I I had a hard time trying to distill this down to a brief synopsis, and IMDb tried, but theirs was wrong. Okay. Um, it, it said something about the two sides that control the day and night, and I'm like, that's not <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, So I just took the little blurb from Google because it's pretty comprehensive. Hundreds of years ago, there was a battle between the warriors of light and the evil warriors of darkness. Realizing that they were evenly matched, the two sides agreed to a truce. The fragile peace between good and evil is kept in place by two groups, the day watch and the night watch, each monitoring the opposing side. Now, night watch member Anton finds himself at the center of a prophecy that may mark the end of the delicate balance between the two sides. Which still leaves out a lot of the story, because reading that, you wouldn't know there were vampires in this movie. No. But there are vampires in this movie.
1: There are vampires in this movie. Let's let's get into some of the mythology of it a little bit later on. For some background history, Nightwatch is a 2004 Russian urban fantasy supernatural thriller called Nochnoy Dazor In its native language, the film was directed by Timur Bekmambatov and based on the 1998 novel by Sergei Lukyanenko. It stars Konstantin Kibinsky as Anton. The film was a huge success in its native Russia, as the top-grossing film of 2004, it beat Lord of the Rings The Return of the King, in a country that does like Tolkien, where the Lord of the Rings films have performed well. Mm -hmm. This got number one at the box office, that got number two. It was the highest-grossing Russian film of all time on its release. It is still eighth on that list, and the sequel, Daywatch, sits at number five. Wow! Empire placed Nightwatch as the hundredth film on its top hundred films from world cinema which it classifies as films not in the English language, which is ridiculous, Um, frankly. (laughs) So, like, Canada, Australia, New Zealand don't get to enter that list uh, because Um, of the colonization of Britain over the years, or or the way Britain has been a colonizer. Right, right. Indian films, African films. There are lots of countries where English is a majority spoken language. Right. Mm. Okay. And and, uh, the, the main reason it has stood out is there's a film called Lionheart from Nigeria, which is in the English language and couldn't be entered as their entry for the Academy Awards that year because it wasn't in a foreign language. Wow! Yeah, Russian. and it's it's a really good film as well. So
0: okay.
1: Anyway, I anyway. know it's a Russian film, but it is available in a number of places. Where were you able to find it?
0: I rented it on Amazon. And it's available in several places. I think you can rent it on YouTube and like Vudu, all of the little places you can rent digitally. It can be streamed.
1: I think it was on Netflix there last year. I seem to remember it being on a list of films coming off Netflix. Um, So it will turn up again. Over here, exactly the same. You can rent it on Amazon and a number of places. I own the Blu-ray set of this and its sequel. Of course you do. Yes. One of my first Blu-rays. Because, yeah, this is a film that deserves high def, frankly. What's your experience of the director, Timur Bekmambetov and Konstantin Kavinsky?
0: Um, this movie is my experience.
1: Okay. Did you look them up? I did not. <laughs> okay. Have you seen Wanted with mm-hmm. James McAvoy and Angelina Jolie?
0: No, I wanted to watch it, but I did not.
1: Directed by Timur Bekmambetov and starring Konstantin Kavinsky. Did you watch Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? Did not directed by. Uh, uh, did you watch Ben Hur the remake? Did not. Yeah, he came. He, I'm going to say, came to America. Wow. He went to America and got given some big films.
0: Wow, yeah, those are all. I mean, I've heard of all of them. They're they're big name films. <laughs> I've heard of them. Of course, it's a big name film.
1: Yeah, clearly. Um, he's done. You know, he's done production on a number of things. He's done some other Russian films as well. Um, as has Kabansky. but it has meant they didn't do the third film in this trilogy. Which the trailer even says the first film in a trilogy. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. There's not much I can compare it to very easily. So let's just skip into, did you enjoy the Russian film Nightwatch?
0: Well, so let me just say, what was your expectation of my reaction of this movie? I
1: thought you really wouldn't like it. I really? thought we were going to have problems. And, and I, I, having watched it back with a different eye than when I watched it, I can see why. So, okay. did you enjoy it?
0: Surprisingly enough, I did.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: I didn't think I would. Right. And it took me a little while to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that had to do with I'm, I am such an Americanized, like, Hollywood movie person, Mm -hmm. right? My experience of movies is Hollywood. Right. right. So that's what I expect when I watch a movie. And foreign films do it differently because Mm -hmm. they all come from different cultures and and different languages and, you know, just different values. And this film definitely was not American. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it took me a little bit to kind of get used to that. Mm-hmm. But I found myself very invested in the characters mm. and the story itself. Right, And so I, I did. I enjoyed it. By the end of it, I was like rooting for Anton and I wanted a different outcome than what we got. I was surprised okay. by the outcome we got. Okay.
1: Let's skip to that. What surprised you about the outcome?
0: I thought that Anton would be able to get his kid to choose the light
1: others. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, that was my expectation. Right. I didn't expect them to end with him walking away with the bad guys.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. So And, so. and, and it's pretty ballsy to have the good guys not winning mm-hmm. as films go. Like, that's quite a thing. Right. Um, I, 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 I'm going to ask you about why I think the the things I thought you wouldn't like that would throw you off. T- t- talk to me about your feelings on Svetlana.
0: Which one is Svetlana? She's she the female vampire?
1: No, the one with the curse.
0: Oh, the one with the curse. Um, it was predictable.
1: Uh, you predicted it. I don't know it was predictable. I was quite impressed you called that one out. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Because the film doesn't even hint at it. It's very nicely set up.
0: Okay. So maybe there's just something wrong with my brain. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what the curse had to do with the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's really... it. The story was really and should have been about... E- Yegor? Is that his name?
1: Eagle. Igor. Igor. Hmm.
0: That reminds me of, like, Frankenstein's yeah. <laughs> assistant. But it it should have been more about that story mm-hmm. rather than something that just kind of happened while Anton was investigating this other thing.
1: Yeah. So. Or, or Svetlana plays into the bigger story in some mm-hmm. way. Yeah.
0: So for a little bit, I actually thought Svetlana was his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then she wasn't.
1: Mm-hmm just some woman
0: yeah just yeah
1: i i think i did read the book before seeing the film okay i think i got excited for the film and then got the book and then read it the book is three shorter stories forming one slightly larger story so each of them have things going on on their own and then overall it's like oh that was quite a nice sort of arc and and different things playing together Mm -hmm. okay the film we've just seen is the first of those three short stories
0: Okay. Is that why they marketed it as a trilogy?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Okay. And then Daywatch covers the second one with some of the third one and some of the next book as well. Um, And Svetlana becomes a much more important thing in those next stories. So had it been a trilogy, you would have then gone, I can see her character growing and changing and being important.
0: Oh, okay. So she's not done. No. I think she was done.
1: She's another, so she now has her own story. Okay. And it's... It it was interesting watching it back, trying to think of it in terms of someone coming to it new, someone who, you know, is not so into it from trailers and me gushing about it prior. Because I was just sat there going, Mandy's going to watch this and be like, what the heck? Why is he rushing off to help this woman? Why are they not solving that so he can look after the kid? Why... And, and it really does stand out. It was the sort of thing I would shout about in another film going, why have they got this whole lazy writing to get him out so the kid can get kidnapped where he would not leave the kid alone?
0: See, I and I, I didn't read it that way, though, because they set that story up, I guess, simultaneously, because mm-hmm. we met her while he was looking for the kid the first time, right? And right. so it's mm-hmm. not like we were already like entrenched in the kid's story and then Mm. pulled us out and so they were happening kind of it was like two paths at the same time yeah and and so at that point there wasn't one that was really more important than the other it's just by the time we got to the end it just felt it felt like two completely different stories had been wrapped up
1: Mm -hmm. that's fair good okay I, I think, like you said earlier, I I feel like there is a way of integrating Svetlana into the larger story in some way. Just making it have an impact on the other thing to go, and that explains why he does that in this film. Mm-hmm. Not to rely on the sort of metatextual or the following films or something. Right. Hmm. So what did you think about the fact that there's see, there's all this kind of plots at play? The thing of, you know, Zabulon's trying to set up um, what's going to happen in the end so that the dark guys win. Gesser is trying to do things so the light guys win and sort of playing larger plots than what we're seeing. And Anton's just a sort of, you know, small bit in them.
0: I think that is a piece that really wasn't super clear. Okay. I think you would probably need the other stories to really experience that I mean by the time we got to the end you could kind of see like they kind of explicitly told us that those two were like puppeteering everybody else but watching it you feel as if you're experiencing Anton's story yeah Mm -hmm. and so you're not as focused on the other characters and really kind of maybe who's pulling those strings even though we're told that those two are the leaders of each side Mm -hmm. we just don't get to see their perspective that much Other than the one guy constantly playing video games.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But playing the video game of what will happen at the end, trying to, that's his way of visualizing all the different outcomes. And like that, I I, I do like that as a way of being like, I'm just going to keep trying until I figure out the way I would win. Mm -hmm. It's nice. It's nice. I, I like the way that it's sort of set up from the very beginning that it's Anton's choice at the beginning. And I think Anton's, uh, the, 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 narration at the beginning is something like, you know, choices that will affect life and death. And mm-hmm. actually it's his choice to kill the boy at the beginning. Mm. That he then has to, um, admit to at the end. Right. That's like, Oh wow. There's a big game going on here. And, and I think that comes from, cause they, in the book, it's really nuanced the way they set this up, basically partway through the story, he does a light remoralization on someone. You know, the sort of Obi-Wan Kenobi. You want to buy some death sticks? You don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life? I want to go home and rethink my life. (laughs) He does something along those lines to some dude. Okay. To make them a bit good. And the witch, Alyssa, uh, the the female dark other. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, the pop star. Hmm. Um, she catches him doing it and they come to an agreement that she will be allowed to use a dark remoralisation an evil thing on someone at some point on her choice mm-hmm. and at the end she forces him to admit to Igor that he was just a pawn in everyone else's game and what had happened but the whole thing with him being Igor's father is not actually a thing In fact, I don't think he is Igor's father. They are two separate stories. Oh. Mm.
0: In the book, you mean?
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Because I think think there's a moment in one of the later books, sort of after these are written, where someone sort of has visions of what happens in the film. And I think, yes, someone has a speech about, oh, yes, there are many different ways that stories can turn out. And in another world, it would have turned out like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So,
0: I mean... Was it? I mean, did the the whole his wife was pregnant and it wasn't his child that he tried to kill the child? Like, did that happen?
1: I don't even think the history of it is a thing. Oh, okay. I I because the child is nothing to do with this story, but it's it's that fact that at the end that he has to. She basically uses her evil remoralization to force him to tell the truth, but knowing it will have an evil outcome. And that's what leaves Igor very angry and heading towards the dark. Oh. Mm.
0: I think I like this version better.
1: Yeah, it's, it's nice how it is, you know, he is actually part of the story for a reason. Mm-hmm. From the very beginning when you see him in his nice jumper and soppy haircut.
0: <laughs> yeah. I do wish, though, that we had gotten something more to explain his choice to go to the dark side the dark side (sighs) can't use those words anymore can you um because i really felt like he would choose he would understand because he trusted anton so completely Mm -hmm. without i mean he just like instinctively trusted him right Mm -hmm. and assuming that's the blood bond i don't know they didn't actually talk about that but that's kind of what it felt like and he was not scared of Anton when Anton was trying to kill him, even though clearly Anton didn't want to kill him. Mm. Like it, You could tell he was, like, restraining himself, that he was trying to stop and he was anguished about it. Mm. And and so I really thought that Igor would see that. And maybe he just doesn't because he's so young.
1: Yeah. And that's the, the thing with the dark side, isn't it? With the day watch that they are lying with the truth yes he did want to kill him but he'd also been told that it wasn't his son
0: yeah yeah Mm.
1: yeah interesting stuff (laughs) um so i i yeah my feeling on it was that you were going to watch it and be like you know yeah it's got kind of fantasy stuff and kind of visuals and a kicking soundtrack but not totally sure it all holds together
0: no, I think it absolutely does. I It was reminiscent of a lot of different things. Like, I could definitely, I got Matrix vibes from it. Yeah. I, I got, um, oh, I can't even remember what I was thinking when I watched it. But I, I could see, like, it was either inspired by or inspired other movies. Mm-hmm. Like It felt like an amalgamation of a lot of different, like, sci-fi thriller movies. Yep. Not necessarily sci-fi, but, like, supernatural mm-hmm. Esque,
1: yeah i think i think his style because he's got this um i always use the word stylized as a slightly different approach to things he mm-hmm. cuts and edits really quickly yeah it's the sort of thing you've seen there with people like uh, edgar wright and um taika waititi who who when they edit do lots of very fast sequences together mm-hmm. and this is it feels like a slightly earlier version of that it doesn't have the sort of 90s hangover of long shots that zoom in on people a lot right yeah
0: although i will say they didn't have a super great uh special effects budget
1: well uh, so i watched this with the director's commentary on okay really boring terrible director's commentary I was, oh no I, I almost turned it off part way through i was just so annoyed because he it almost feels like he's never watched a director's commentary before which would surprise me for an auto director like Mm-hmm. You always hear them talking about, oh, I love this guy's work. I love this guy's work. I love hearing them talk about it. This guy had no idea how to do a director's commentary. But he did talk about uh, the site, the special effects for it. Because part of the thing is, according to him, and I'm not 100% this is totally true, but I think it is largely true, this was the first film of its kind made in Russia. Okay. Before this, heavy emphasis on realistic social drama from a communist government. And there is... Um, I think 99PI, 99% Invisible, did a really interesting thing about uh, how Indian cinema is really popular in Russia, because the, there was a thing that uh, only a certain number of Russian films or films could be made in Russia. So they always wanted them to be these great, you know, intense dramas right. that were really good, but at the same time were not fun. So okay. yeah. it was so easy for them to import over it, you know, sort of more happier more fun Bollywood films.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they had a big thing over there. So this was apparently the first of its kind, sort of fantasy, big special effects. The The director didn't expect it to do well in Russia, certainly not as well as it did, because it's so heavily Americanized. Mm-hmm. There was no special effects company in Russia. There was no... You couldn't go to Weta or ILM or whomever right. and, and get them to make you know, I want to see this bolt falling down and do all this stuff. So he said we basically sourced like 25 guys who could do it and they would just start working. And then when one of them went to bed, he would hand over his models to the next guy who would do the next bit.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Actually, that's pretty great. Yeah.
1: Like, and and really interesting. So I commented about how... um this was like the big, biggest Russian film of all time, and it's now eighth on that list. And they are all, all since this film came out. And there are a lot of films now being made with big special effects budgets, with big sort of epic grandeur. Some for better or worse. Um, So this really did spark a change in, in the way they approached doing cinema and what sort of films they could make. And you're absolutely right. There are times the special effects do not quite stand up. Are there any that stood out to you as not being...
0: Honestly, it was mostly the fighting scenes, and that's not really special effects, but like the way they were pulling their punches and things like that, you could see it. You could tell they weren't actually fighting. Okay. Um, And then, oh, there was something, and now I can't remember what it is. Maybe something with blood
1: that was weird. Hmm. When he sees his head and he sees those veins.
0: No, that actually wasn't too bad.
1: Yeah, because there's all that kind of thing. It's like, okay, that's really cool, actually. He is becoming yeah. a vampire, so all he can see is the blood inside the person.
0: Right, right, Amazing. yeah. And the like the gloom stuff was pretty good. Um, I Honestly, I can't remember now. I think because mostly it was the fighting okay. that I noticed right. that was not up to par with what I expect from a movie. Mm-hmm. But that's coming from my very Americanized
1: <laughs> abilities. And, and I wonder if some of that, I wonder if they've got a similar thing maybe with stunts in this way. Because a lot of, certainly the fights when they're all in the armor and it's the, the army's fighting, mm-hmm. it is the people that we see in the film. So it is Tiger Cub fighting. It is Kostya and or Kostya's father fighting. Um. So maybe it's that they're using the actual actors rather than a stunt team who can go at it. Right. Who knows?
0: Yeah, the
1: gloom, the twilight, as it's also called in the books. So, we're going to be using both words just so you're clear. All right. I also thought you might get tripped up on that because I don't think the film does a very good job of explaining what's going on with it. Oh, Actually. no, it doesn't at all. <laughs> okay, yeah, so going, looking, flicking through the book, the book doesn't either. I think it is just one of those things you kind of pick up from little references to it. There's no absolute. I went into the twilight, and this happened, and this is what the twilight is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That sort of moment. So what do you you think the gloom is? What do you think actually happened there?
0: So I started out thinking that the gloom was essentially just like another realm, like a shadow realm Mm -hmm. that the darkness could visit. Okay. And um, kind of like... What am I trying to say kind of like a glamour
1: hmm. not not really
0: a glamour but
1: <sighs> like a sort of out of phase mm-hmm.
0: kind of like if you if you ever read a book that's about fairies and you mm-hmm. talk about fairies that go to fairy mm-hmm. right or the the two at adanon and, and they they go to this other place kind of like that but then when they were there with the boy and they said the the gloom was going to take him mm. and he died and they had to bring him back. Mm-hmm. Then I wasn't really sure what was happening. Okay. Then it kind of lost me mm-hmm. a little bit. And then they didn't really talk about it. So. Right.
1: Yeah. Cause it's not really important to it. Right. Which is I good. It's
0: an aspect of this world and they just don't mm. tell us what it is yeah. really. I mean, they don't really tell us... There's a lot about this mythology that they don't really tell us. No. <laughs> um, first, I thought that all of the others were vampires. Okay. And then I realized only the dark others were vampires, but I don't actually know what the light ones are. Okay. Are they just vampire hunters? Are they all vampire? Like, I don't know. Okay. I'm not entirely sure. Right. And... Yeah, and then there was a moment I had actually asked in in my notes. You can see I asked how, where do others come from? And not five minutes later, they had the exposition that you're nice. born, have to okay. choose. Right. So like the movie knew that they we were reaching a point where somebody mm. was asked us and it didn't answer it. But that's really the only question
1: they answered. Okay. Okay. Let's see if we can get into some of this. Okay. I think your first instinct on the gloom is pretty right. It's it's kind of a sort of out of phase plane of existence mm-hmm. um a little bit like some of the constantine stuff when he visited hell but it was actually hell on earth right we can't see it um if you've ever played the zelda games when you go sort of light world dark world shadow world that kind of thing uh, is it
0: really, like it's not harmful for the dark others but it is for everybody else
1: no it's anyone can visit it uh or no sorry any other can visit it visit the gloom the twilight Um, but the twilight sucks life from people, from things. So I think it's easier for something like a vampire that also Mm -hmm. feeds on death or, you know, feeds on life to Mm -hmm. visit this, this thing and to be able to exist there. Um, which is why when he cut himself, it then sucks, you know, his life through his blood. And that allows him to pull Igor out of it. Okay. If that makes any sort of explanation. And the flies are a really interesting way of showing it because, and the director said, like flies are a a thing you get around rotting meat around death. Mm -hmm. So that's our kind of way of showing what's going on in the book. It's described as moss. There's a moss that grows over everything that is the sort of decay and the encroaching of the the twilight on the world. Okay. You can only see it when you're in the twilight. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole thing of, and I think this is in later books because they really do go to some Shades of Grey at times. But the the others can use magic and remoralizations and do things. And that takes energy from the t- the twilight, from the gloom. And the gloom takes life from the first level. And the difference is another can take from the twilight, whereas normal people only give to the twilight. So okay. it's, it's sort of in the middle of this spectrum of taking right. and giving. Yeah. Okay. In terms of others, others are come in all sorts of shapes and sizes. Witches, mages, wizards, seers, vampires, other things. So all dark others are not vampires, but all vampires are dark others.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah? See, so that was unclear.
1: Mm. Like
0: I knew that they said that others have all different kinds of gifts. Mm-hmm. And I knew there were shapeshifters because we yep. had oh, yeah, yeah. Bear and Tiger Cub, which yep. I'm sorry, the names are way too on the nose. Amazing. <laughs> But I think I assumed they were vampires who were also shapeshifters.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm, don't know. Can't so, remember.
0: okay, but that, that makes more sense.
1: Okay. Because let's come to Alyssa, the witch, when the dark other that we've met in his sort of Euro trash outfit and sports car goes to the massive thousands and thousands of people at a pop concert and does a thing. And it turns out he wants to talk to the girl on stage. Right. Who is a pop star? That was her concert.
0: Right, right, yeah. It
1: it would be like and for this sort of time I've been trying to think of an, an analogy and I don't know many female pop musician people so I was
0: um, It would be like walking into a Beyoncé concert and trying to get Beyoncé off the stage, right?
1: The the analogy I can come up with I think is it's like going to a Destiny's Child concert and talking to Michelle Williams. Like, one of the group, not necessarily the most famous of the group. Oh, okay. Yeah? Which yeah. I think was what the actress was. Or she was oh. a pop star who became an actress. Okay. But, but I think that's just so cool. Because you do watch it, you're like, this looks like it's actually filmed like a proper concert. This is amazing. Yeah. Turns out this was actually shot footage of her on stage. And then they filmed some backstage stuff. Oh, nice. I love it. it it's... it's it, it. The only, like... Modern star of that ilk would be like, you go and talk to Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. But again, she's just such a big star, you'd recognize it. But.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Cool.
1: I love that. And yeah, so she's a witch who works for the duck. They watch.
0: Okay. It was unclear to me that she was a witch. Like, I didn't actually realize there were witches in this world.
1: Yeah, I don't think you see it in this one. I think that is what Svetlana is supposed to then be a sort of okay. light witch.
0: Okay. Mm. And I, well, and I guess the woman at the beginning that Anton went to was a witch.
1: Yes. Mm. started this whole thing. Old crone type.
0: Yes. Mm. With the really creepy spider doll.
1: <laughs> that was amazing.
0: <laughs> no, it really wasn't.
1: <laughs> and I, I love that whole fight because there's the thing that they tackle her to stop her doing dark magics. Mm-hmm. And in tackling her, Lots of oil gets poured on them, so it's hard for them to grab her and hold her down. Mm -hmm. And it's just, is that a magic thing that she's caused oil to fall on them, so it's hard for them to tackle her? Is it just we're supposed to be like, oh, what what bad luck that it was oil that poured on them or something?
0: I don't know. I didn't pick up on it because in that moment, I was still going, what is happening? I don't understand. It took me a little while to understand kind of what was going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like you say, you're not given answers at all.
0: Yeah, I was very confused Mm -hmm. for a little while.
1: They do a nice job of showing him thinking back on that moment and sort of keeping it in the mind so that when you get to the end, you go, I can see how it all ties together. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'll give them credit for that. The fight at the beginning as well, the introduction of Tiger Cub, where she, she bursts in, looks at them, and it's just instantly a tiger jumping on the side and slams the frying pan in the woman's hands. Oh, I liked it. I have, yeah, anything Tiger Cub does after that will not be as cool as that. She's just the best, frankly. <laughs> I love it.
0: That special effect was fine. Mm. Like, I thought it was pretty good.
1: Yeah. Um, and when you were talking about the fights, did you also mean the vampire fight where they're in the room with the mirrors? And...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Because I, you I could like
0: tell... That. Um, I I liked that the idea of the fight, that one was in the gloom and the other one wasn't. So Mm -hmm. he could physically touch him, but Mm -hmm. he couldn't see him. Yeah. Which is also kind of weird. But the the fight itself, when they were actually punching, you could tell that they were trying not to hurt each other. And that's just not what you want out of a fight. Yeah, yeah. That's all.
1: I, I like the idea that vampires can't be seen in mirrors except when they're in the gloom and then they can be seen in the mirror. Oh
0: that's quite right. a
1: nice twist on vampire mythology.
0: Yeah. Mm. I did think it was cool that he could see him he could see him while he was in the gloom and that's why mm. he was walking around holding the piece of the mirror up but I didn't I didn't clock that he couldn't see him in the mirror before that.
1: Right. I don't think so anyway. He says. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I like that whole thing. I think there's some cool effects in there. I love the way they bring the, the music in and just kick in with a bit of metal, which I'll always take in a film. Of course you will. It's, you know, honestly, I honestly don't even
0: remember the soundtrack. <laughs>
1: it is just a, it's a nice increment on some of the stuff they did in The Matrix. Okay. It's not quite as, you know, quality stunts and uh, special effects, but it is a cool variant. Right. And the fact he smacks the, the vampire in the mouth and knocks his vampire teeth out. Yes. <laughs> Always fun. I actually liked that. Yeah.
0: I mean, if you want to hit a vampire while he's down, knock out his fangs, right?
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, subtitles. So Bong Joon-ho talked about getting over the inch high thing of subtitles. Did, mm-hmm. did it take you a little while to get into reading and watching?
0: No, I don't think so. I was surprised when the movie started. Mm. Um because at mm. first, the first words on the screen were in Russian, but they mm-hmm. morphed into English. Yeah, and then the voiceover started in English, mm. and I was like, I thought this movie was in Russian.
1: <laughs>
0: and he continued to speak in English. And then, when the characters actually started speaking, it was in Russian, and there were yeah. subtitles. Mm. And then the the final voiceover was again in English. And I, yeah. I'm wondering. I'm assuming that's dubbed,
1: maybe. Uh. Yeah, yeah, they re-recorded it for the international markets. So. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Probably maybe it was easier to dub it than to try and overlay subtitles for a voiceover maybe. I don't know.
1: I think it's cool. It's, it's it a was, nice it way was to get you into it. But it
0: was it was it was it was nice and it it didn't take too much away once I got used to it.
1: Right. So I did tell you to watch for subtitles because there is an awesome thing that they, some of the subtitles are animated and do stuff in the world. Did you get those subtitles?
0: I don't know. I don't think so.
1: So like when he's in the swimming pool and they're all like blood color, or some of them are blood colored? And...
0: All of, the, yeah. Okay. So all of the ones that were the call. Right. the The female vampire calling to him. Those mm. were all red. Uh, I th- actually think they were all red, but they were different than the others and they moved.
1: Okay, yeah. So
0: they did look like little blood droplets, yes. Right. But they nice. didn't interact with the world, if that's no, what you No, Yeah, it, oh,
1: hard, hard to explain. I think there's a bit, because I don't have them on the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray is just normal flipping subtitles, which is such a shame. Okay. I think there's a bit, uh, you, when they go to Igor's house, his apartment, and they say we need to go in through the gloom. And I think they sort of appear in different places across the world and go through the door like they're going through the door.
0: Mm.
1: I, can't remember I don't recall thing. that. Yeah, I
0: don't recall that.
1: I do like when play- when films do things like that because, you know, it's another way of presenting your story. It's another thing you can add to it. Yeah. Mm. But you found it okay watching with subtitles you weren't too?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not the first subtitled movie we've done on the show.
1: No. Amelie? Yes. Any others? It
0: took me a few minutes to remember that though okay. My first thought was This is the first foreign movie we've done on the show And then I was like no it's not nope. We did Amelie
1: Amelie Amelie mm. um, yes. Genre One of the things I love about the film Is that I always recommend it as If you like fantasy but you don't just want to read The Tolkien fantasy
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: frankly most fantasy Is written based on what Tolkien did and yes. he, he himself was obviously based on other stuff, but um, I love that you can point to this and say, but this is a different way to do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know what to call this genre. And very clearly we got from the, the description from Wikipedia was was like five different types of genre. Mm-hmm. Would Do you have any way of classifying it?
0: If it were a book, I'd call it urban fantasy. Urban Ooh. fantasy is a genre of book that I particularly oh, enjoy. okay. Right. Um, And actually, there's, the more we talk about this, the more it reminds me of another fictional world, Mm. um, which is, there's a series of books by Kim Harrison called The Hollows. Mm. And it's a world where something happened like 50 years ago called The Turn, which is when humans became aware of the existence of fairies and werewolves and vampires and demons. Mm. And um, so then, and, and witches, because the main character is a witch. Okay. Um, and it's all a series of books about these things. And like to the demons live in the other, which is kind of like the gloom. Okay. Um, And that's very definitely a genre called urban fantasy. And then I realized that a lot of the other books that I read that are like this, Hmm. that have vampires and witches that are not young adults tend to be classified on the spine as urban fantasy
1: oh interesting okay
0: so that's what i would call this Mm
1: -hmm. and it might be the thing that i just don't read books like Mm -hmm. this too often and and i think i don't know when that became a sort of established genre but maybe this was an early example of because this was 98 i think i said the original book came out okay um and I love it I and mean, I think it's awesome. But it's just so hard, like, there's nothing else similar to it.
0: Yeah, it's hard to point to movies that are like this. Um, it's It would be the same genre as Supernatural, honestly. Okay, like yeah. yeah. Um, and probably where I would put Buffy. Okay. Just slightly grittier because it's older, I guess.
1: Yeah, so I've looked up Dead Witch Walking. The first yes. Kim Harrison Hollows book, but sadly, it has the tagline as the title as well: "Dead Witch Walking." She'll bring them back alive, dead, or undead. <laughs> cool.
0: Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I promise it's
1: such a good. You series. you telling me it's good? I think uh, I feel like it's Catherine's sort of genre very much. So I I might see if she wants to read it. Yeah, cool. uh,
0: it's awesome. So, tangent, really quick: the series officially ended a couple years ago. Okay, But the author decided she had more things to say and she's actually writing a new one now and I'm so excited it's coming out next year.
1: Okay, a new one on top of the 13 books and like six novellas she's written. Yes. Okay, cool. The, cool, my, cool, cool.
0: I've met Kim Harrison.
1: Ah. So, yep. I have not met Sergei Lukyanenko, who wrote the, the War Series. I, I've read some of his comments about the Ukraine and other parts of Russia and I'm not sure I want to, frankly okay so we'll just
0: enjoy his art
1: exactly (laughs) Um, were there other things in this film that you particularly enjoyed either as favorites or that you wanted to discuss
0: Uh, well my very favorite thing of course is that in the version that I watched (laughs) Igor was watching an episode of Buffy the Vampire
1: Slayer Yeah.
0: Unfortunately, the episode he was watching was Dracula, Buffy versus Dracula, which is not a good episode.
1: It's an interesting episode. It was interesting watching that on top of all the Dracula stuff we did last year.
0: Okay, fair enough
1: because it does some fun stuff um yeah like normally we have to really like search for our buffy reference in a film when right. you would think oh you know russian film tells them full that's gonna be difficult to no he just watches buffy yeah yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> which was entirely unexpected and, and funny story so when you're watching things on amazon you can um like press a button on your remote and it'll show you who the actors are on the screen like it'll tell you the character and it'll give you a little picture and You can like click on it and like go see more and then you can go back to the movie. And I, at at this point in the movie before Buffy showed up on screen, when we had just gotten back to Igor's house and he's talking to his mom um, after he's been scared, I wanted to see how much longer it was in this movie. Not because I was bored or anything. I was, I don't remember why. Um, And so I pressed the button and it showed the four actors who were in the scene. And one of them was Sarah Michelle Geller as Buffy Summers. <laughs> and I was like, I don't understand. Does Amazon think that because this is a vampire movie, Buffy's in it too? <laughs> like, and I stopped it and I took a picture and I sent it to you. And I was like, Amazon is well, the well, character
1: in Nightwatch. You sent it to everyone on Discord. <laughs>
0: I did. I meant to send it to just Shout here.
1: out to our Discord Patreon server.
0: <laughs> yes, everybody on Discord got me saying, uh, Amazon thinks Buffy's a character in Nightwatch. And, you know, after I did that, I pressed play again and I kept watching. Um oh no no, but but first, before I kept watching, I I went back and forth a few times because he did have the T V on in the background and I wanted to see. It. I was like, Well maybe Buffy's on the TV. Mm. And I got it to a point where I could see what was on the TV and it was very clearly not Buffy. Right. It was some like Russian news Okay. Or something, it was not Buffy. And I was thinking that would be really cool if it was Buffy on in the background. And that's why they had it on the screen. I was like, but that's not it. And I was like, I don't understand. Why is Buffy on the screen? And then I pressed play and I actually kept watching the scene. And a few minutes later, he goes back, sits on the couch and watches TV. And then it's Buffy on the screen. (laughs) And he is actually, they show, like, they cut to just the TV and you get a couple seconds of just Buffy and Dracula. Yeah. She's pretty great. Mm. But that is why Buffy Summers is a character in Nightwatch.
1: Yes, because she was in the same.
0: <laughs> she was in the same. Long story short, all of that to say, Amazon just preemptively told me Buffy was my...
1: <laughs> And it is cool that it is Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy. I wonder if she's on like IMDb credited as that in Nightwatch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, probably not.
1: Brilliant. Um, so that's your favorite thing, Buffy was in this film.
0: Yes, that is okay. my favorite. But there are okay. two two other things that I really like. Okay, uh, cool. One, I like the idea that in this world you you get the choice. Like you have to make a choice to be light or dark. Yeah, it, it's not just vampires are bad and witches are good, and mm-hmm. you know it's 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 you can be one or the other, regardless of what your gift is. You can mm-hmm. choose. Okay. Which is nice.
1: You look I'm like not- I'm. I'm not totally sure. I think the boy gets a choice because he's going to be a great other because there are also <laughs> like there's a whole thing of levels of power and so on. Um, I think vampires are dark others.
0: They very specifically said on more than one occasion that you have to choose. Like when they were telling the origin story, mm-hmm. they said you have to choose. Okay. Um, and then when they were explaining where others can't come from, they said you have to choose light right. or dark.
1: I wonder if there's a thing that most people aren't found until sort of, you, you know, in a good chunk into their lives. It's not like you can test midichlorian levels okay. or something. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's not even a choice by that point. It's your personality and your, mm. you know, innermost self.
0: Okay. Mm. So. Mm.
1: But it's cool. It's cool that it's, it, it is nuanced even to that level. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this is one of the things I love about—I mean, I mean—Russian stories in general. They go straight to cynical, and what are the grey lines in the middle, and how can we tell a story about them?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it, you know, whereas certainly stories from England and America tend to be these very big, you know, it's black or it's white, it's us against them type of stuff. Right, but they right. really get into you know life is hard we're just dealing with the best we can and let's talk about it while we're here yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah
0: it was honestly hard to tell watching this apart from the fact that they called each other the light and the dark mm-hmm. like you couldn't tell the difference between good and bad here yeah like they kind of seemed like they were all doing the same things brilliant right <laughs> yeah so that, that was also interesting mm-hmm. Although I did, the last thing I really liked was when Anton at the end is trying to talk the, the girl vampire down from hurting mm-hmm. Igor.
1: The vampiress? Yes. you she give her name? Oh, I think she does. Give me a second. Let's double check because we should always credit people.
0: I know her boyfriend did. He was Andre.
1: Kostya Ignat Daria? No, not Daria. That's the crone. Uh, we've had Alicia Andre Semyon. No, that's that's the truck driver, Ilya. No, Katya. Don't know. Don't know. Okay, sorry.
0: But you know, at, at that point, she is crying and saying she wishes she hadn't been turned. She wants to be a human. And Anton has this great line where he says to her, "You want to be human, then behave like a human being." Mm. And I just, I really liked that. Like he was saying. You can still have humanity despite your physical limitations. Like, your choices make you what you are, not what you are, Mm -hmm. right? God, I sounded like Albus Dumbledore for a minute there. It is not our abilities that show what we truly are. It is our choices. (laughs) I just, I liked it. I, I, I thought that was a nice, a nice moment of i don't know choice in a world that seems to not necessarily have a lot of that
1: yeah it it is again it's a very mature way of taking these things and really getting into what does it mean to be light or dark or how you operate and i i like what you're saying how there's no difference between them at times i mean it 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 feels obvious, but it also feels original to say that actually the, the people who guard against the dark are the night watch because they're watching the night. And they operate at the night, which is when the the, the dark ones get their power most. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not the they're all in white and looking great and operating in the day and in the light and so on. No, they work in the night, dressing up as the electricity company, driving around in... Rubbish looking trucks that actually are amazing. Yeah. And operating in the shadows.
0: You know, it actually took me most of the movie to figure out that the night watch were the light others watching the dark yeah. others. The day yeah. watch were the dark others watching the light others um, because that wasn't super clear. And you couldn't really tell. Mm. Like, I mean, I knew that Anton was the night watch. Mm. Like, I knew that, but I couldn't tell was he light or dark.
1: Because right. it's not, okay. yeah, yeah. Like, well, there
0: was no like line in the sand that mm-hmm. these people are good and these people are bad because everything they did was morally gray. Yeah, I think,
1: and and especially because he's having to drink blood to become a vampire so he can hunt the vampires. Like mean, that's quite a dark place to start from.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's mm. actually gross. So, what was Anton?
1: Anton. Uh, Certainly in the books, he's a wizard. Like, he's a fairly low-level wizard. He's actually, and this is something they definitely don't get into in the film, he's an IT guy. He's into (laughs) sort of the tech side of things. He's a bit more like you and me. He'd probably have a podcast these days. Um, But there is a thing where, like, Gessar wants him to go and do more sort of street-level patrolling and and actual Nightwatch things. I think it might even be that they have to kind of, like, maintain their CPD points (laughs) Or something to like stay on top of being a night watch person. Okay. So he is working a street job, mm-hmm. but he's actually normally an IT thing, which is why, like, when the IT guy is looking into it, he takes over from him because actually he's in charge of that department. Oh, but but they do not. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that that whole thing was unclear because it kind of came across as if there was something special about Anton, mm. and yeah. that's why he was. Hunting for the boy, mm-hmm. that he was the only one who could find him for some reason.
1: Yeah, there's there's a whole thing of he's like it's just a job, and and, and this is why certainly in the book it's not that it's his son or anything. It's just okay because you just you, you suspect. Guess I knew it was his son.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Hmm.
0: Hmm. What about you? Besides the whole movie, all itself, of it. Yeah. Um, Super stood out.
1: I mentioned the soundtrack. it's just got a cool, killer, you know, metal rock kind of soundtrack, which is awesome. Uh, There are so many effects in this that I love what they do with it. The the bolt falling from the plane. And you just follow it in this long shot through the storm of crows. Down, a you know, it hits the top of the ducks. The the, cockroach crawls on top of it. The crow comes and eats the cockroach, pushes the bolt through the bolt, then falls down through all the thing. You get a bit of advertising for Nescafe on Svetlana's cup, mm-hmm. and then the bolt hits it, and it's just—it's just such a nice way to transition from, "Hey, there's bad stuff going on in this storm over her head," to the person whose storm it is. Right. It's—it's just—it's cool. It's different. It's a bit unique, and things like the transformation of Tiger Cup, the the flip book. So we see Gessart like drawing these little pictures in his book of just a woman. Mm-hmm. And then when he wants to tell the story of the powerful other who can kill people around her, it turns out he's actually been drawing a flip book and he starts flipping it and it just becomes this glorious animation in front of us. Yes. It's lovely. Yes. It's so cool. (laughs) But one of the bits that stands out for me that I really like, and, and this is somewhat practical effects, is Olga transforming from an owl into a woman. Because it is proper horror movie stuff yeah and the fact that we're in his point of view so he is made to turn around and he then basically blocks our ability to see into the room where she's transforming so all Mm -hmm. we can see is him being scared Mm -hmm. it's great it's it's a solid minute of like this is a bit terrifying
0: (laughs) yeah yeah what's happening what is because it wasn't even clear to start with that she was turning into a woman Mm -hmm. it kind of looked like she was turning into a monster
1: yeah big big owl thing yeah yeah
0: yeah. like at first i thought well he commanded the owl to talk to him so is this turning into like a monster owl that speaks that's kind of where i went and then it was a
1: woman give me mice (laughs) i will eat mice (laughs) (laughs) it was was
0: nice i mean i knew the owl was gonna be something Mm mm-hmm I just didn't know what.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Olga's awesome. And I quite like Olga has a very definite. There's a couple of touches that sort of make her very old fashioned. The song she sings is apparently a very old fashioned Russian Mm -hmm. song. Um, And obviously the way they dress her is a bit old fashioned. But there's just something about her that has this really like down on life, really realistic, you know, I'm just going to accept life for what it is. You know, yeah, he's a vampire. Of course he's going to drink blood. Right. What else do you expect? Know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, right. she's, she's seen it all. She's mm. been an owl for 60 years, you know? Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there is a bit in the book where I think she uses a phrase, like from um, one of the Chekhov plays. I can't remember which one now. But the brother's one, maybe. But he, he then has this whole preponderance of like, does she read when she's an owl? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's so strange. Well, I'm pretty sure she doesn't read when she's stored away as a stuffed owl in stuffed a stuffed owl. Yeah. Oh.
1: Crazy. Brilliant.
0: Yeah. Which is good. All right. Is there anything else that we need to discuss about Night Watch?
1: I I really would like to watch the next film. Because there is okay. the, the Day Watch which follows this up and does you know do a big thing in the story itself. Okay. How are you feeling on continuing?
0: I would be okay with that.
1: Okay, cool. Maybe I didn't the know there
0: was going to be a sequel. I mm. I had no idea until I saw the notes.
1: Right. Would you read the book with everything we've discussed?
0: How long is the book?
1: Well, it's normal book length?
0: <laughs> Maybe.
1: Uh, let's have a look. Because awesome. like I say, the, part of the good thing about it is it's three short stories. I think all of the books are in fact three short stories that form one larger one. You see, it's okay. it's the third. When you search for Nightwatch, it's the third in the list. Um, number of pages is, let me tell you, let me tell you, flipping Kindle. Well, it's 951 kilobytes. 498 pages. 498 pages? Wow. Oh, that's not bad. That's okay. a normal book. Okay.
0: Yeah, maybe. Okay. I could probably do that. <laughs>
1: I was wondering if you were interested in it. I didn't actually know we were going to talk about the book quite as much as we have.
0: (laughs) Let's, let me watch the, let's do the next movie first. Mm, So that I do the movie experience and then I can go back and do the book. Good idea. We'll have to remind me of that when we do the next movie. Okay. Alright, well if you would like to join the conversation you can use the hashtag PC Deprived on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter Facebook and Instagram at EloquentGushing or you can drop us an email at podcast at eloquentgushing.com
1: We are completely funded by listeners like you through Patreon so anything you can give, even $1 a month it gives access to exclusive content bonus shows, early access to shows exclusive merch, stickers and magnets and all sorts, and discounts on our merch store, so anything you can give Go to patreon.com slash to see how you can help fund and develop new shows.
0: And we will be back next week with another episode where we are going to talk about Tron. So until then, I'm Andy Kay.
1: And light ones only drink blood in one situation when they're hunting those like us. Because we're dark ones, Pop Culturally Deprived is an Eloquent Gushing production. For more information, go to eloquentgushing.com or find us on Twitter at eloquentgushing.